This is Issues 2023. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Jamie Reed, Director of Communications at Starkey. Welcome to Issues 2023. Thank you so much. Good to be here. I got the title right. It hasn't changed, has it? It hasn't. Okay. That's still me. (laughs) Starkey provides services to people with disabilities in the Wichita community. Uh, Jamie, how and when did Starkey begin? A really long time ago. We are speeding toward our 100th anniversary. We're in our 93rd year. Um, a teacher, Hattie Starkey, actually began teaching kids with disabilities in her home in 1930. And as you can imagine, kids with disabilities, they didn't have a lot of resources. They um, didn't have special education back then. And parents often just kept those kids at home. And so, uh, you know, as people found out about her and her uh, home-based school grew in Wichita, eventually a school building was uh, built in the 1950s, and that is our campus even today. That's the same site Where is that, that located? We're at. We are at 4500 West Maple. Oh, that's for, the original site? Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, well, on Young Street, which yeah. it all kind of joins in a big parking lot, but... Uh, yeah, Town West wasn't there. None of the development was there in the days of the school. Do you have a mission statement for Starkey? We do. Uh, Starkey nurtures development and promotes independence of people with intellectual disabilities. Pretty and simple, simple, simple. What, it, mm-hmm. what, what kind of disabilities are we talking about, Jamie? You know, there are so many different uh, kinds of intellectual disabilities that a person might have. Um, some of the more familiar ones, I think everyone probably knows someone with autism at this point. I think the number is one in 48 uh, kids who are diagnosed with autism. And that, of course, is a spectrum, you know, of um, disability. We have people who have Down syndrome, um, you know, there's Fragile X. There are just um, all kinds of disabilities that can impact a person's uh, cognitive and physical uh, condition. How is your operation paid for, Jamie? We actually largely depend on Medicaid funding that flows through the state, through the county to us. And so that is called a home and community-based services waiver. And um, there actually is a waiting list, a long one in Kansas at this point for people who need services Um, But that's a federal state match. And when people are eligible and can receive that funding, they can choose their services in Sedgwick County. Okay. Now, now, how many people do you serve? And do you call them clients or? uh, We, I I just like to say individuals who are served at Starkey. Um, Some people do use the term client, person (laughs) served. I mean, there are all kinds within our field, all kinds of terms, but Um, Just the individuals in our programs. And today we are sitting at 475 people that we serve in Sedgwick County. That is our service area is Sedgwick County. Uh, uh, Does the number fluctuate? It does. Yeah, it does. We always have uh, new admissions coming to us. We unfortunately lose people. We have people who pass away. Um, But there are new admissions every month. How does a person become a uh, part of your operation, a client or someone you serve? How do you how do you get involved in this? You know, it's a it's a good question that you ask me because 
I answer emails that come through our website, and most often those are inquiries about services. So how do I get my son uh, into your day program? How do I get my niece to live in one of your group homes? And here, that whole process starts with Sedgwick County. They have the SCDDO, it's Sedgwick County Developmental Disability Organization, and that's your one-stop shop. That's your first stop if you are a family or a person who thinks you might need those services. They actually do the evaluation, and once eligibility is determined, and if there's any funding to go with that, they will put the buffet of choices on the table in front of you, um, you know, Starkey and other providers. Yeah, you know, how do you, as a person who's listening right now, how do they get to that? How do they? Well, the best way, honestly, SedgwickCounty.org, visiting their website, they actually have a separate page for, and I think the drop down actually says developmental disabilities okay. um, on their site. So that's the easy way to get to that portal. If someone has a person who has those needs, that, mm-hmm. that sounds like a really good place to start. And I, I would so encourage them to, you know, even if you don't have those needs right now, um, go ahead, go ahead and get in there and check eligibility and get on a list because, you know, we have 5,100 people on a waiting list in Kansas currently. It is tragic. Um, you know, we tell even parents in schools, if your kid is a fourth grader, fifth grader, you know, go ahead and get on the list because it could be eight to 10 years before that, you know, comes open for your loved one. Now, is there a limit on on how long a person can stay with Starkey? No, there isn't. Um, You know, in our orientation for our new employees, I love to show a picture from 1954 and it's the whole Starkey school. It's little kids, it's teenagers, it's, you know, K through 12 or first through 12 And, you know, we recognize some of the people in that photo. So, you know, they may have been with us when they uh, were a little six-year-old, and they are with us now as a 79-year-old today. So So we're there. A good part of their lives. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Now, do you provide housing for all of your clients? Well, for all clients who choose us for housing. So we might have people who come to us for day programs, um, but they live with their family. Or they live, you know, with another organization. But yes, we we do currently serve almost 300 people in our residential program. So that is, you know, 37 different group homes throughout Wichita and two apartment complexes for people who can live more independently but still have some on-site support. Dad, do you provide security for all those places? Or well, I does get, it need to have security? I'm you not. know, interesting question. I mean, the staff who are there are, are there on site. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. There are staff there um, overnight. In some cases, there are, you know, first, second, and third shift staff. So, yeah, people need that level of support. They need someone there with them overnight, um, helping them get ready in the morning, get getting to the bus, you know, getting on the bus, whatever transportation. Uh, and I know you you encourage independence, to, and I just didn't know what to, what degree. Right. Uh, well, it is, it is such a uh, broad spectrum. I mean, you know, we mentioned group homes where people need a lot of physical support, CNA-level care, that kind of thing. But then on the other end of that, you have our apartments. 
And so you have people who um, use public transit and they go to their jobs and they buy their own groceries and, you know, they're working and living and maybe they need a little support. Um, our trainers are there to, you know, help them manage cooking and menus and bill paying, maybe their medications. But um, yeah, Starkey really is there for whatever your level of need is. Starkey helps people work. Uh, can you or do you want to name a few of your, your employers? I do. Okay. Oh, I want to give, give them a, a shout out. You bet. you bet. Well, you know, this is Employment Awareness Month. And so we are um, spotlighting some of those employers uh, this month on our social media and other channels. But yeah, we have people who work at Davis Moore. We have uh, someone employed at Prost Restaurant, um, you know, Wichita Animal Shelter, Milby Law Office, mm. Carlos O'Kelly's, the Derby Rec Center. That's actually a third shift job, you know, so it's not always just first shift. Um, Dylan's Ace Hardware, uh, Rolling Hills Country Club, another Rolling Hills, which is healthcare and rehab. Um, we just have some great partners and, you know, people who have worked with us for a long time. What kind of work are they doing? Well, in, you know, in some cases, um, let's say Ace Hardware, they are supporting customers, getting things from warehouses, um, restocking shelves. At the Derby Rec Center, for instance, that person cleans during third shift because that's the time that uh, it's available to do that. We have hosts at Carlos O'Kelly's greeting people and getting them seated. Um, you know, at Milby Law Office, that is some administrative support, filing office work. So it really just depends on uh, the person. You know, they come in. They express an interest, and then our job coaches and our employment team works to match them. And they get to try out several jobs, and, you know, often they get offered a position kind of in that tryout phase. Well, how successful is this? What do the employers say uh, about their Starkey employees? You know, uh, they have told us that they would love for us to send more <laughs> employees because uh, the people who are trained and come from Starkey, you know, they show up every day. They're excited to work. Um, they're honored to have a job, glad to have a job. Um, they're dependable. They're cheerful. And they're really hard workers. Mm, wow. Really hard wow. workers. We have Tom. Um, I think about him because he's been employed at Walmart since 1994. Wow. You know, he's coming up on 30 years. Holy and mackerel. Yeah. It's not a glamorous job. It's it's moving carts from the parking lot. It's it's hard work. But he is there every day. He lives, you know, in an apartment, uh, pays his own bills. He, he has a lot of pride in that job. So he, he takes his job serious, seriously. Mm-hmm. He's a serious guy. Yes. And uh, takes pride in what he's doing. He does, absolutely. Oh, wow. And he's there rain or shine. He's not bothered by the elements. Um you know, just incredible. So we have a lot of good success stories. You're listening to Issues 2023 on the Odyssey radio stations. And our guest is Jamie Reed, Director of Communications at Starkey. Now, outside of work, uh, what activities are offered at Starkey? Well, we have activities that go on at our center where our day programs are. are. You know, people are learning to cook. They are actually, in some cases, making dog treats um, for the Kansas Humane Society. So that's a volunteer activity they do. 
They deliver meals on wheels. They love to get out in the community and and do that type of volunteer work. Um, They make items for the Opportunity Project. It's top preschool early learning centers. So they make education kits and puzzles and sensory bottles, and they get to go deliver those. Um, and, you know, they're they're having fun. They're going to Exploration Place. They're spending time at Botanica. They're uh, taking in all that our community has to offer, which is a lot. Special services or programs you offer them um, beyond what you've mentioned, employment and going, mm-hmm. and going to the attractions. Well, uh, you know, Starkey really has become a full-service organization. So, you know, we have a health services team And that team gets people to their medical appointments. They provide a staff that is in there for the appointment with them so they can hear what's going on and kind of document that. Um, Transportation is huge. You know, people need accessible vehicles to get where they want to go. And so, again, I mentioned medical, but also to and from jobs, uh, to and from community activities and home and day programs. And we have 110 vehicles. You know, it's, it's incredible. I've been at Starkey a long time. I've watched that fleet grow. Um, of course, we have partnerships. You know, we apply to KDOT and we get accessible buses that way. But, um, yeah, just keeping, we run bus routes every day. That was my next question. How many yeah. vehicles? Yeah, 110. Um, and, so. you know, hopefully you have seen some as they run around Wichita. We have them wrapped, uh, a vinyl wrap on them with Of course, our logo and a little bit about our story, a picture of a person. And so often that's how people come to know us. They're like, hey, I saw a Starkey bus at Interest Bank Arena. Were you guys at the wrestling event? Were you at the? Yes, we were. So (laughs) who drives them? We have drivers. We hire drivers part-time, full-time. You know, our our bus routes probably are similar to schools in that they begin running at 6 in the morning. And, you know, they're running until 6 at night uh, when people all get dropped off where they need to be. So um, how, how many employees do you have then? We, okay, we hit the 400 mark just for a tiny bit, but we are back to 395. That's where we're sitting right now. Do you want any more? <laughs> we do. We do. Really? We yeah. always Everybody's need Everybody's talking employees. about the fact they can't find anybody to work. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you're in the same boat then. We are. Um, it's much, much better, obviously, than it was, you know, two or three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because we offer so many shifts in our homes, um, because we have so many locations, we always need good people who, you know, have that passion, have a willingness and want to help people and watch them grow. Um, honestly, once you're there, I believe that you're hooked. You get to know the people, you have a good relationship with them, and you want to help them have good days. How did the uh, pandemic uh, impact Starkey. We really, oh gosh, dark days. I haven't thought about them in a minute. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We really were pretty much locked down in terms of uh, people just being, receiving their program services from their homes. Mm -hmm. Um, We weren't together at the center in large day programs. So that really affected, you know, people's morale. Um, They were bored. We had to find creative ways to get people out and active and doing some things because, you know, you know what it's like to just be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're glad to be past those days. We do still see COVID cases. We deal with them. We quarantine as we need, but it's a different day for sure. 
Now, you talked about going to the doctor. Do your clients also have physical disabilities? They do. Okay. Yeah, a lot of times that uh, kind of goes hand in hand, you know, depending on um, what is going on uh, mm-hmm. with them. Yes, we, we have people who use wheelchairs, walkers, all of that. You you mentioned uh, someone, was it Tom you mentioned a while ago? Uh-huh. Uh, would you like to share one or two success stories of people who have really thrived in the program? Oh, absolutely. Don't have well, to, just the first names now. <laughs> oh, sure. Yes, we are um, hipper protected in yeah. terms of our information. Yes, but, uh, you know, one that we talk about often is... Um, is Connor because he started out in a program for people who have a dual diagnosis, have some behavioral challenges and, you know, watched his growth uh, in terms of coaching and a good team that ensured that he got the right medications that helped him, um, worked with him on, on social skills and managing anger in some cases. And, you know, today I mentioned Carlos O'Kelly's. He's a host there. He works. Um, he helps train law enforcement uh, on, you know, crisis intervention and what didn't work for him and what can work well for people uh, in terms of back off, give me some space, give me some time to process your questions and I'll give you an answer. But, you know, I just need a few minutes kind of thing. See, that to me is very valuable because Mm -hmm. that's the law enforcement is looking at that from the angle of what have we got here? Right. Why is this person not responding quickly? Right. And training them to recognize that. That seems like a very valuable job that he's doing. You know, they ask him a lot of questions anytime that he's part of that training. And, um, you know, a person with autism can escalate if you don't give them the personal space they need. So if you're up in their face and, you know, I mean, they, they honestly want to do the right thing, um, police officers. And so they're, they're interested in what he has to say. And it's a really great thing to witness. Now, uh, what is new and exciting at Starkey's? You know, we're always building something. (laughs) There's always construction, which is great. I mean, it just speaks to the need of, um, People who come to us for services and and growth. And so what we're building right now is maybe not glamorous to everyone, but it's a maintenance and transportation facility, a steel building that will have lifts for our buses. So our mechanics can work on those. Um, It will have a fenced, you know, area to, to store our vehicles. We've had a lot of like everyone else, catalytic converter thefts and just damage and things like that. Um, so hopefully this will be a, a more protected area. Is that near your campus or on your campus? It is. It's okay. on the north end of our campus. Okay. Um, so, you know, as we built new day program um, buildings, we actually tore down an old uh, building that was there and uh, made some space. Tell us about your fundraising events even though you, you have Medicaid funding. I know there, you do some things to, to bring in a little extra cash, don't you? We do. Yeah, actually, the Medicaid funding um, helps support, obviously, the staff wages and, you know, the support that they receive in the programs, but it doesn't necessarily buy vehicles or buy supplies or, mm. you know, um, do all of those things. So we have a lot of fun community events. One of those is coming up in a couple of days, um, it's called Exhale, 
It's a spa fundraiser at Beaumont West. There are partners in that. And that kind of came about because all of our other events seem to be very traditionally male-focused. So you had our sporting clays tournament, which happens in July, and you have our golf tournament. Not that we don't have plenty of women who golf there, but, um, you know, we have a beer tasting event in May, uh, Amber Waves. And so uh, we got some feedback from women who said we would like a spa day. So we added that into the mix. Um, In addition to the ones I just mentioned, we are a recipient of the Cars for Charities car show, the big one that happens in January at Century Two. And so that has been a tremendous, you know, our leading fundraiser for us for many years. How can people, how can our listeners uh, contribute to Starkey's work in this community? What What do you need? Well, we do need volunteers. You know, we need them for the events I mentioned. We're also um, starting an initiative called Adopt a Home. You know, we, uh, with 37 homes and just three maintenance people, (laughs) we struggle to keep up, you know, with some of the landscaping, uh, maybe clean out the gutters, maybe trim up some bushes, you know, just different things around our property. So if there's a team Uh, Maybe it's a church group. Maybe it's a a corporate, you know, group that wants to come together and do volunteer work. We would welcome that at one of our homes. Um, That's one way to be a volunteer. We have people who who come in and teach um, art or they they read to people. Um, They come into the programs and just provide that kind of exposure and education to their craft and that's exciting for people to have that opportunity to learn. Do you accept uh, uh, things, objects? Uh, are, you, are you recycling electronics? Uh, we still do that. Okay. Yeah. That's one I want you to mention because I think that's very valuable. We uh, have had great success with that program. What's important is obviously the environmental impact, but it, it creates jobs. You know, people are taking apart those computers and old electronics and they're being paid for the work that they do. But, you know, this is such a great time to mention it because maybe people are getting new gadgets or new electronics um, around the holidays. And you know how that piles up, all of that stuff in a corner, in a closet or your basement. So it's free to just bring it over to Starkey. There's a big garage door, a doorbell, a team will come out and unload it for you. Maybe you have an old printer that hasn't worked in. Printers, TVs, computers, mm-hmm. screens. Yeah, oh. not TVs. Not TVs, okay. That's the only thing. Um, I honestly have taken mine to Best Buy. You can pay a, a nominal fee and, and they'll, okay, and Best they'll Buy. recycle TVs. So when people are disappointed to learn that about our program, that's where I send them. Jamie, what gets you up and out of bed in the morning uh, to go to work? What, what's, what's exciting about And you've been at Starkey for how long? Well, I'm in my 27th 27 year. 27 years. So you, <laughs> what gets you going in the morning? You know, I am a writer by trade, and I get to tell the stories of the people that we serve. And there's there's always a story, a success story or um, a struggle story where someone intervened and helped. Um, we have fantastic staff mm. who have devoted their lives to our mission, and so... 
I'm honestly excited to come to work every day. I love it. Well, you've told us, told us a couple of good stories this morning. Hey, thanks for being with us, Jamie. Our guest, Jamie Reed, Director of Communications at Starkey. That's all for this edition of Issues 2023. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.